Same place, same time next week. Goodbye. Stay classy. RT8K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories. The United States trade policies come under fire with a G20 meeting. Locally, Finance Chief Paul Chan says Hong Kong is ready to weather the storm brought on by the U.S.-China trade war. And lawmaker Junius Ho wants more incentives for villagers to put up solar panels on their rooftops. The United States has come under fire at the G20 meeting in Argentina, where French Finance Minister Bruno Le Maire compared current U.S. trade policy to the law of the jungle. He said a trade war now existed, which posed a risk to global growth. The head of the IMF, Christine Lagarde, said its research indicated that existing trade restrictions would reduce global output by 0.5%. We actually uh, identify the direct impact in the case of various uh, scenarios of trade restrictions resulting from tariff and escalation of tariffs as a result. Now, all that is based on, you know, the, the, the current announced and sort of in-process um, measures. Uh, we, have, we are not speculating on what could come next. The U.S. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin defended the tariffs, saying China and the EU needed to open their markets to allow fair competition. Meanwhile, Financial Secretary Paul Chan says Hong Kong is ready to weather a coming storm and brought on by the trade war, even as he warned that the economy could be hit harder and faster than originally thought. Writing in his blog, Mr. Chan repeated his assessment that the city's financial and asset markets and its overall economy will be affected both directly and indirectly by the dispute. But he said people don't need to worry because Hong Kong has the confidence, experience and ability to meet the coming challenges. On Friday, U.S. President Donald Trump said he was ready to impose tariffs on all 500 billion U.S. dollars worth of imported goods from China. Legislator Junius Ho is calling on the government to give more perks to villagers to encourage them to install solar panels on the rooftops. Mr. Ho, who represents the New Territory's West constituency, says they should be allowed to set up rooftop structures that are two and a half meters tall and which cover as much as 35 square meters. Residents can then use this as a leisure area and the solar panels can go on top. Mr. Ho says this is a fringe benefit that would promote clean energy. But he told RTHK's letter to Hong Kong program that the government's been ignoring his proposal. Unfortunately, I ran into a bureaucratic brick wall. Very often, the replies were either late or ping-ponging me amongst various departments. The overall response is unhelpful in substance. In short, they don't commit with any concrete and helpful answer to my request. At present, it is required by law that solar power devices built under the Minor Construction Works Program is subjected to a height restriction of 1.5 meter, which is totally impracticable. Not only would it cause castrophobia to users, it would actually be a disincentive to the public to switch to using renewable clean energy. Mr. Ho has been encouraging villagers to join a government-led scheme where they can sell electricity generated by rooftop solar panels back to power companies. He says it's up to the administration whether this program will be a success. I can see that the public, particularly village-type house owners in the new territories, are keen to echo the call of the government to promote the use of renewable energy. If all 40,000-plus village-type houses throughout the new territories is willing to participate, it will certainly attain a huge achievement in carbon emission reduction. We certainly don't want to repeat the folly 
of our Labour city, Macau, as they have since the implementation of the FIT scheme in 2015, only had fewer than 10 participants to join. The U.S. Director of Intelligence Dan Coats has issued a statement clarifying his response to news of another planned summit between President Trump and Vladimir Putin in Washington D.C. The BBC's Chris Buckler reports. The U.S. Director of National Intelligence was speaking on stage when he was very surprised to learn that President Putin was being invited to the White House. Say that again. <laughs> That's going to be special. <laughs> The White House was not impressed. Now, Mr. Coates has issued a statement in which he says his admittedly awkward response was not meant to be disrespectful or critical of the president. U.S. media reports say the president has become increasingly exasperated with Mr. Coates, who's responsible for coordinating 17 military and civilian intelligence agencies. President Trump has hit out at his former lawyer Michael Cohen after the New York Times reported on Friday that Mr. Cohen had recorded a conversation between the two men. Mr. Trump tweeted yesterday, "Your favorite president did nothing wrong." The BBC's Chris Buckler reports from Washington. Michael Cohen prided himself on being able to find ways of making Mr. Trump's problems disappear. In the taped conversation, which was secretly recorded just a couple of months before the 2016 presidential election, they apparently talk about one of those issues. A tabloid newspaper had bought a former Playboy model's account of an alleged affair with Mr. Trump, although the National Enquirer never actually published it. The recording was seized during an FBI search at Michael Cohen's office in April. Mr. Cohen has not yet been charged with any offence. Police in Los Angeles have arrested a suspect after a hostage siege at a grocery shop. A gunman had barricaded himself inside the store after crashing his car during a pursuit and shooting at police officers. About 40 hostages have been freed. The BBC's James Cook was at the scene. Police say the suspect shot his grandmother and girlfriend in central Los Angeles before grabbing the young woman and fleeing. Officers spotted his car near Hollywood and gave chase. The suspect firing at them as they drove across the city. He crashed in the Silver Lake area, again exchanging fire with police as he ran into a branch of the supermarket Trader Joe's. Shoppers and staff fled in panic, some jumping from windows, others climbing down a ladder. Helicopter news footage showed two children being carried to safety by heavily armed officers. A woman who lost nine members of her family in a tourist boat accident on a lake in the United States, but herself survived, has been describing the disaster. Tia Coleman said passengers were told they wouldn't need life jackets, life jackets while on board. The captain did say something about life jackets. He said, "Above you are your life jackets." There's three sizes. He said, "I'm gonna show you where they are, where they are, but you won't need them, so no need to worry." So we didn't grab them. Transport authorities are investigating whether the boat operator followed proper safety procedures. Seventeen people died in the accident in Missouri. The French president Emmanuel Macron is under growing pressure to explain what he knew about a presidential aide who was caught on camera beating up a protester in Paris in May. The security aide Alexandre Benalla was sacked by the presidency on Friday, but opposition parties have accused Mr. Macron of failing to act swiftly and trying to cover up the scandal. Mr. Benalla is due before a magistrate later today. 
Sport Hong Kong have booked a place in the bowl semi-final at the Rugby World Cup Sevens in San Francisco overnight after beating Jamaica 24-10 early this morning. Sean Kennedy has more. Hong Kong recovered from a slow start to comprehensively defeat the Jamaicans, powered by first-half tries from Jamie Hood and Salom Yu Kam Shing. Hong Kong led 14-5 at the break before second-half scores from Toby Finn and senior squad debutante Alessandro Nardoni extended the lead to 24-5. Jamaica scored at the death to claw the score back to 24-10. Elsewhere in the tournament, Fiji stormed into the semi-finals of the World Cup Sevens with a 43-7 win over Argentina, while title holders New Zealand scraped past France 12-7 to book a semi-final against Fiji. England wrecked the United States' dreams of a fairy tale victory on home soil with a thrilling 24-19 win in sudden death extra time, and they'll face top seed South Africa, who crushed Scotland 36-5. Hong Kong will face familiar opponents Uruguay in the second bowl semi-final that will be played just after 1 o'clock tomorrow morning. Formula One and Sebastian Vettel surged to pole for his home German Grand Prix as Lewis Hamilton suffered a setback when his Mercedes broke down to leave him at the back of the grid. Vettel topped qualifying with a flying last lap in his Ferrari to pip Valtteri Bottas in the second Mercedes. Hamilton is likely to start today's race in 14th place or worse if the team have to replace his gearbox or other parts. It's a serious setback to his hopes of mounting a fight back against Vettel of Ferrari in the Drivers' World Championship. To end the news, our top story is once again, the United States' trade policies come under fire at the G20 meeting. Locally, Finance Minister, Finance Chief Paul Chan says Hong Kong's ready to weather the storm brought on by the U.S.-China trade war, and lawmaker Junius Ho wants more incentives for villagers to put up solar panels on the rooftops. The news from RTHK. Thanks, Pierre. James Ross is kicking off another hour of the greatest hits of music on RTHK Radio 3. It's the greatest hits of music. And we're off and running on a Sunday, sunny afternoon. Uh, James Ross in for Simon Wilson till four. Yes.